Welcome to the Pasho Perspective, a place where I offer my perspective about everything in the space between life and death. I am your host, Pasho. Today we'll be talking about my first collection of poetry, which I decided to title Words Like Bittersweet Chocolate. It had a different title before, but I'll get to that a little bit later. So where to start? When I was in college, I was going to the uh, University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana, and uh, I was currently there just in general education, although I had my eye kind of set on going into some corporate law. And I, I think it was a summer between my freshman and sophomore year, my mom stumbled upon my collection of poetry that I had all in a binder in my bedroom and decided to, uh, to just open it and read it. When I came home, I don't really remember where I was at that moment. But when I came home, I saw that my binder was on the kitchen table. So I thought, you know, that's kind of weird. It was, I think it was under my bed or something like that. I went to my mom because she was home and I asked her, you know, you know what's going on? And she said that she stumbled upon my poetry cleaning the room, right? That's the story. You know, she opened it up and started reading one and then started reading the next one and the next one. And, you know, by the time she knew it, she was already done with the book. And she thought some of them were pretty good. I mean, she's my mom. She'll probably tell you that all of them are good, but, you know, I don't believe that. (laughs) But, yeah, she said uh, she was impressed. She really enjoyed it and thought that perhaps, you know, I might have been pursuing the wrong career. And just about that time, uh, when I returned to the University of Illinois, not really changing anything, but, you know, definitely having that now in the corner of my mind, I met this girl, we'll uh, leave names out, because names really aren't important at this point. I am a married man, I got three kids, and I don't regret any part of my life, but she kind of humbled me. I don't know if you've uh, ever seen the movie The Firm with Tom Cruise, but that's kind of why I wanted to get into, you know, some kind of corporate law or something, because I could speak Spanish, and I kind of have an... uh, you know, an affinity for language itself. And so, you know, I'm trying to teach myself French, you know, uh, a little bit of uh, German when I was in the country. All of a sudden, you know, I uh, I didn't really feel like I wanted to work 45, 60 hours a week so I could have that Corvette with, uh, at the time, I would tell people some random blonde at my side as if women were just interchangeable. I mean, it's really awful how dumb I was as a kid. But, you know, like I tell my students, you know, we all have to carry the burden of youth. And so, you know, I I carried it with me like a champ. But anyway, I met this girl and I realized, you know what, I want to be a family man. You know, at the end of the day, love my parents. I love their dynamic. The reason I think that I'm married and so happy and content with my three children is because I saw them and how happy they were. And from a very young age, I knew, I knew I wanted that. So, I mean, I think this is all material for a different (laughs) episode, although it is all related, honestly, all jokes aside. But, um, you know, with that and the encouragement of my mother, I really started to think about my writing a little bit more. 
was in um, middle school, I believe, when I first started writing. It was after, you know, finding my first girlfriend. Again, we'll leave names out. But she was great, you know, and we didn't have cell phones or anything like that back in the day. And so the way that we were able to express our emotions to each other, not being in the same classes, was, uh, you know, using notebooks. You know, those of you my age, you probably remember, right? We used to walk down the hallway and as they would go one way and I'm going the other way, you know, we hand off a journal and we take that journal to the classroom and we read it when we can find a chance. We respond to it, kind of like knew the schedule, you know, it's not like we passed each other after every class. So we knew, you know, we had some time to write and we would write to each other, had dreams and hopes and aspirations and stuff. And it was really cool. And then, you know, it was really exciting to get the notebook back to see how were your words taken and what words did they choose to express themselves to you. I realized that I like that stuff. I like love. I like what my parents had. And so I kind of left that world. And, you know, around that time, where I started focusing in more on my writing, you know, that I started in, again, middle school. Uh, you know, I wrote a bunch, although mostly short stories in high school. Uh, you know, started writing some poems. Uh, I wouldn't say they were great, but some things happened to my father where, uh, you know, he couldn't afford to, uh, you know, bring me every holiday. And honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge family man, if you couldn't tell already. And, uh, and I didn't want to not be there, you know, not have them, not uh, have that opportunity. So uh, he offered me, you know, a chance to go to a Florida school and uh, got this picture of a really cool gray BMW 318i. I think it was a 1985. I was, let's see, this was 19, like 96, 97. And, uh, and I took that deal and came down to Florida, which is where I currently live now as well. And when I went to the University of Central Florida, which is my alma mater, go Knights, charge on, I started writing. I got into uh, the English department. Uh, I had a really cool professor. I had a, quite a few good professors. Uh, I don't know if Dr. Donnelly is still there, but I still love that man. He has a special place in my heart. Always impressed me when he read his uh, Middle English of the uh, Canterbury Tales. Really cool. But uh, I started writing, you know, and sort of people watching always on the lookout for a girlfriend. You know, I didn't like, uh, when I was young, I didn't like being alone. So I was either in a relationship or in the pursuit of one. And so I would imagine, you know, random people walking by me, you know, what it would be like to touch their hand, hear their voice whispered in my ear, other things. <laughs> and I would write about it because I figure... Like Edgar Allan Poe said, if you want to live forever, be a writer. Because it's really the only profession that offers you immortality. I mean, we're still reading Shakespeare. He's been dead for a long time. We're still reading Poe himself. And I thought, yeah, that's cool. So I, uh, I started writing, you know, editing my stuff. Uh, graduated with a, a degree in creative writing and English literature. And then uh, I became a teacher. You know, for a small stint, I was actually in the uh, Department of Education at UCF, but um, it wasn't what I needed. I figured, you know what, I, I think I can reach kids. I think I can talk to people. What I need to know is the craft. 
teach me what I should teach them. And, you know, that's kind of how I teach. I want them to know and be prepared for the things that they're going to encounter when they get into college. And then, you know, even after college, granted, you even go to a technical school, but you're going to have to read manuals. You know, at first you're going to have to read instructions. Most likely there's going to be a certification process like we have at our school. You have to prepare for it. So anyway, that's how I, uh, that's how I got into writing. It was through my mother's encouragement and her love, which uh, still continues. Uh, I'm very blessed and very happy and thankful, Lord, that uh, she is still around. And so the title, to uh, kind of finish things up here, uh, the title that I originally had when my mother found the binder uh, was called Emotions Translated. Because my initial process in writing was, um, one, to play with the craft, because I love language, but really it was because I wanted to share something. And I figure I'm certainly not the first person to ever experience any of the emotions that I describe in my book. You know, I mean, it's the human experience. It's been going on for thousands of years. And I figure, you know, if I can write down my feelings and my emotions and my situations, you know, which again are not really unique when you look at the grand scheme of humanity, you know, maybe different clothes, <laughs> perhaps some other things as well. But the human experience is about the gamut of emotions, you know, and I, I try to teach my students, you know, that emotions aren't bad. The ones like anger and jealousy, I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's part of the human experience dwelling or like Friar Lawrence from Romeo and Juliet would say, doting, you know, that becomes an issue. But um, I don't know, when I was at UCF, I had a, an epiphany, I think in the middle of the night, as I had written most of my poems, you know, I would, uh, I would wake up in the middle of the night, usually around midnight, and I would have this one, maybe line, you know, maybe a heroic couplet or something, and it wouldn't let me sleep. I dreamt it. I woke up and remembered it. I tried to go back to sleep and not write anything down because I'm lazy and it woke me up again. So I got out of bed. I got a journal. I got my pen. I wrote it down. And then like Langston Hughes, you know, let's see where it goes. Is it the first line? Maybe it fits somewhere else. Maybe it's the punchline. Kind of build like that. You know, I don't really think there's a method. And so I was at UCF, and I had an epiphany that woke me up in the middle of the night. And it was words like bittersweet chocolate. Because at that point, I don't know, I, I think that's the way I would probably describe my life. Bittersweet. And so that's really what the book is about. It's about those bittersweet experiences that I had up until that point that I wrote it down, which was before I met my wife. I don't know about you, but sometimes keeping it trapped in the head. I don't know, I don't get the words right, but when... Uh, when you, when you say things out loud, which is really why I like um, this idea of podcasting, I think it allows you to go down some stream of consciousness and come upon your own understandings of the world. And that's really what I'm trying to do here. Although I'm going to save most of that later for another episode. But I want to help people think through things. I want to walk through my imagination and come to epiphanies and better understandings and more clarity. And hopefully by my understanding and gaining more clarity, you will also feel and receive the benefits. So thank you for joining me today. If you liked this episode, 
please share it. And in case you haven't already, please smash that subscribe button and leave a review. It would really help me out as well as the podcast. You can also support me and the podcast over at Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash the Pacho Perspective and become a member of Pacho's Chachos. I believe after three months, you'll get a sticker with the label on. Uh, after six months, a t-shirt. After nine months, a tote bag. And after a year, if you are still with me, a nice hoodie. Not only that, but if you become a patron, I will also offer you my poems from words like bittersweet chocolate, although it is no longer in print, and hopefully, you know, I'll uh, get it reprinted, but I am working on audio files, and if you go to Patreon, you can get a copy of the poems, as well as access to the audio files. So become a member. Hopefully you like what you read, and most importantly, hopefully you come back. So God bless you guys. Have an amazing, wonderful life. We'll meet again next week where I'll be discussing the why of this podcast in more detail. Why did I start this? What am I aiming to achieve? I'll share all of that and more next week. See you then.